Do you ever find yourself yearning to look beyond the obvious and dreaming about what's possible in your next chapter? Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Blissett, former corporate executive who turned the page to become a best-selling author, entrepreneur, designer, and lifestyle business consultant. Episodes feature me and a kaleidoscope of guests who share their journeys with wit, candor, and humor, breathing life into real talks about things that matter most. I believe we all have a fire burning within us, waiting to be unleashed and shared with the world. It may just be a matter of time. So let's get together, turn the page, and get this adventure started. Welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. I'm your host, Jeanette Lissette. And today's guest is Kevin Pellery. Kevin is the CFO, founder, and co-host of Next Level University, a global top 100 self-improvement podcast with over 1,000 episodes reaching over half a million people in more than 125 countries. Kevin believes in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement and teaching others how to get to the next level of their lives. Kevin, welcome to the Next Chapter Experience. Thank you so very much for having me. Me, Jeanette, I appreciate it. And uh, I enjoy your energy very much. I got an opportunity to see it behind the scenes. So I'm excited to see it in front of the scenes together. I was really intrigued by your background in that you started very early, basically going after what you wanted and hit a brick wall. So I want to talk a little bit about that. But before I do, from one of your episodes that really rang a bell with me, and it was the episode 1073 Mm. and it's entitled you are not for everyone and that's okay it reminded me of a conversation that I had with my nephew and he was listening to some rapper or hip-hop artist and I love all kinds of music however I wasn't digging what I was listening to and he just turned around and looked at me he said Aunt Jay it's not for you that's powerful it's just not for you and so when I read the title, I listened to the episode and I started laughing to myself because I remembered the conversation I had with my nephew. And uh, so anyway, let's get into it. Let's dig in. Sure. Share a little bit about your background and what brought you to this point in your journey. Yeah. Yeah. And number one, thank you so much for listening. A, a lot of people don't do that level of research. So I appreciate your professionalism more than you realize. So I grew up in a single parent household. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother, Mima. Shout out to Mima. I didn't meet my dad until I was 27. So for most of my life, I did not feel like I had a dad. I didn't identify as having a father. Even using the word dad was weird for me. And I took a different route than most people. All my friends after high school, they went away to college. I knew I didn't want to do that. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew I didn't want to go to college. So I job hopped, I job hopped. And eventually I got a unique opportunity to work in what's called the weatherization industry. So all that means is it was our job to make buildings more energy efficient. It's the easiest way to put it. But since I was working for the state and the government at times, I got paid really well to do it, which was good because I wanted money. And I ended up making six figures. I made $100,000 when I was 26. And after I opened my final pay stub that year, I asked myself, is this actually success? Is this what success feels like? Because I'm still anxious. I'm still insecure. I'm not confident. I don't really like who I am. This can't be what success feels like. So I realized that for most of my life, especially that previous year, I had been living life unconsciously, 
the opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast, and it was my goal to help people understand not only their themselves at a deeper level, but their decisions, their friendships, their relationships, everything at a deeper level, because I believe that self-awareness is a superpower. And the more you understand yourself, the more you understand everything. And it eventually got to the point where I had this, this passion project of a podcast going, I was still doing my job, which was just burning me on both ends. I was burnt out. I didn't want to do it anymore. I knew I didn't want to make more money there because I had already done it. And it got to the point where I was sitting on the edge of a hotel bed debating suicide, having suicide ideations, because I just felt so stuck. I felt so trapped. I felt so lost. And I ended up leaving that job a few months later and going full-time into podcasting and five years, three and a half, four years later, however many years it's been, here we are. But it has been one of the most difficult, challenging journeys I've ever experienced in my life, for sure. I totally get that. Mm. <laughs> in fact, there was an, another episode that you and your co-host, Alan Lazarus, talked about courage. Mm. And I'm trying to figure out which episode that was. Oh, that is a great question. It was a couple before that other one, I believe. I think it was probably like 1069, maybe 1070. And they talked about courage. And that was such a courageous and bold move you made. Mm. At the age of 27, to have enough wherewithal to dig down deep and face that reality that you simply were not satisfied or happy or you knew something was missing. That's huge because there's a lot of people walking around not self-aware, just going after the dollars and not satisfied with themselves. And you had enough wherewithal to actually do the work to figure it out. You got to do the work. Yeah. I'm very blessed, Jeanette, because Alan, yes, he's the co-host and he's my business partner, but he mentored me through that entire process. I had somebody who was leading the way for me and somebody who I could lean on and somebody who I could get valued, trustworthy advice from. And I know a lot of people don't have that. That's why I talk so often about your community. So many of the problems in our lives, for many of us, they stem from our community. And it's because you don't feel like you can be your authentic self. It's because you don't feel like you can talk about the things you actually want to talk about. It's because you can't be vulnerable. You can't really be who you are. And if your friendships, if your relationships, if your family isn't based on who you really are, are, then you're always going to be playing a part. You're always going to be playing a character. And to your point, yeah, you're not for everyone, right? You can't make everyone happy. You're not for everyone. Everything is not for everyone. But you got to figure out who do you want to be and who are you really at a deep level. And Alan's been very instrumental in helping me do that and continue to lean into that. I can tell from the rapport that both of you have, how you mm. contribute to the conversation and where he's at and how he's centered. And at first, I had a hard time distinguishing the voices. And I said, wait a minute. Is that Kevin? Is that Alan? <laughs> Who's talking right now? It took me a while to actually get the differences in your tonality. Yeah. But once I got it, I was relieved. <laughs> yeah. Did you talk a lot about the ecosystem or the community that you're growing? And one of the things that struck me is, I think it was episode 1016, the importance of people you surround yourself with. That is so critical. You've got to surround yourself with people who are aligned and know when to add and to subtract. I think that episode, I don't 
remember because, again, there's so many. But I think that episode stemmed from a YouTube video that I watched about why you shouldn't share your ideas with people. And I remember seeing that, like why you shouldn't share your ideas with people. And I said, that doesn't make any sense because the number one way to build accountability is to tell people what you're up to. And the entire through line of this video basically should have said the people around you suck. That was the through line of people are going to take your ideas. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to make fun of you for chasing your dreams. They're going to constantly poke you and say, hey, are you a podcaster yet? Are you a speaker yet? Have you gotten a client yet? And that's where that episode came from, where it's if you just cut all of that out, none of those would be problems anymore. And I remember asking myself, Jeanette, I don't fear telling people my goals because I have a very high quality, trustworthy, supportive community. And that was a breakthrough for me. That video had a lot of you. And I think to myself, there's probably a lot of people who have dealt with that. Now, that hasn't been my experience, but that's probably the experience of the community. So it's a valuable topic to touch on. One of my favorite questions, Jeanette, are the people in your life the best from your past or the best for your future? I know you might've gone to high school, to college, to middle school. Maybe you partied together. You used to work out. You used to do a lot of things, but are you going to do those things with those people in the future? And are you willing to trade in your brighter future, your goals, your dreams for nostalgic relationships that aren't necessarily serving you? That's a tough question, but I think it's one of the most powerful questions you can ask. It's a tough question and it is a powerful question. I have this conversation with many people who sometimes are frustrated by the people in their ecosystem or their community. And one of the things that I always say, and it might sound ridiculous to some people, is that if you can't change people, mm. change people. Yep, 100%. I've been lucky and my folks have been keeping me accountable. I remember I started on this journey of podcasting. It was something that I always wanted to do after I left the corporate environment and I didn't really have a full scope of what it entailed. Mm. And I got started with a couple of episodes and then I didn't do anything. And then one of my closest and dearest friends said, so when's your next podcast episode (laughs) going? But that was the nudge that I needed to begin the process of starting to figure some things out for myself as it related to that particular journey. And uh, I appreciate the nudge that I I got because it made me ask myself if it was something that I truly wanted to do. And if so, I needed to figure out how I wanted to actually embrace it because you're right every now and then someone will say you making any money i know the feels trust me it took us a long time before we made a dollar but (laughs) this is what i'll say and i don't mean it with any ego a lot of the people and i'm sure you've heard this this is out there but a lot of the people who laughed at me in the beginning have reached out since and i got nothing but love i appreciate it and this is the other thing too Jeanette. of course you doubted it yeah of course you did i understand why now people would doubt it's yeah we're gonna have the most successful podcast in the self-improvement industry that's a pretty bold claim so i understand that people might not necessarily believe that. And you really can't, I won't say you can't. It's hard to believe in someone's giant goals if you don't believe in your own self. So I try to have empathy there because I haven't always believed in other people's goals either, especially when I didn't believe in myself. Yeah, I get that. I love the fact that you have identified who your podcast is really for. Mm. Because they say if you market to all people, you're marketing to no one type of concept. And I love the fact that you know exactly what you're doing. Because at first I didn't get it. And when I finally got the self-improvement path that you're on, what you and Alan are doing and how you are supporting that, and then the way you structure, I love that you said that the detour signs were often not placed on the road to deter us, but help us reach our intent 
intended destination. Mm. And the reroute wasn't a waste of time, but an opportunity to visualize a bigger picture. I said that. Oh, wow. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's interesting. We were talking behind the scenes and there was a scheduling issue or something between you and I. I, Who knows? I don't know. And you said, thanks so much for giving me another shot. It's Jeanette, if you knew how many times I've messed up, I told you this before. We interviewed Dean Graziosi. We had a custom podcast studio. We had just gotten this camera that I'm talking to you on and I didn't know how to use it. He logged on. It looks like we were on a video game system from like 1989. It was brutal. So much to the point where I'm surprised Dean stayed on in the beginning. It was bad. The biggest interview we have ever had, we messed up. Messed it up completely. All the footage is garbage. It is what it is. It is what it is. What did that teach us? That might seem like a dead end. We got the biggest interview ever and it went wrong. I know how to use this camera very well now and that mistake will never happen again. A mistake will happen again. Ideally, it won't be the same one. That's why it's not a dead end. It's a detour that teaches you something that you can use later. And if you can try to lean into that mindset, I know it's not simple, but if you understand every failure, quote unquote, becomes a lesson that you can use later. It's a tool. It's like a video game. Oh, I got this in level four. I can use it in level seven. That's how I try to think of it now. I absolutely agree with that because I had another situation to this exact point where I interviewed a doctor Mm. and it went on for an hour and 15 minutes. And after the episode concluded, I tried to find it on my computer and I couldn't find the episode at all. I even went to my Zoom file, couldn't find it. And then when I finally did figure out where it was, it only recorded a minute and 39 seconds Mm. of the conversation. She did not give me a second shot. But what happened as a result of that is that I learned to actually set my folders up according to who I was going to have the conversation with before the conversation and then direct Zoom to place it into that folder. Mm. So I'm not looking in my files everywhere to find out where this episode was recorded or where Mm. it landed. So that was actually a teachable moment for me. And it encouraged me, let's just say, to be much more intentional and organized in my approach because time is valuable. Everyone's Mm. time is valuable. That was one of the lessons I learned. And because of that, now I'm much more organized. Right. Losses become wins later. That's a good way to look at it. It becomes a win later as long as you make the right shifts, really. But I tell you what, I scrambled for a week looking for it and finally (laughs) had to do a mea culpa and just let her know. And she never even responded. So I said, okay. (laughs) You're not for everyone, Jeanette. I love it. We talked about this already. What's harder, removing toxic people or attracting new people? Let's talk about that. I would say probably, probably removing toxic people because although people might, they might overall be toxic, you have some sort of relationship with them. You have nostalgia with them and you have the bias of I've known this person for X amount of years. I think of it like a job, right? Yeah, the job might stink and it might be frustrating and it might not be the best job in the world, but it's better than having no job. I'm convinced that human beings, I don't think we're afraid to lose love, I think we're afraid to lose company. We're afraid to lose energy. We're afraid to lose support. We're afraid to lose distraction because our relationships aren't always based on love. And I think if you understand that, what is this relationship actually based on? That'll help you break that free. But I think removing toxic people is harder because those people know you for who they know you as. We're attracting positive people in. All you have to do is be the highest vibe, the highest frequency, the highest resonant version of yourself. And you can, I won't say do that easily, but I think it's easier. Yeah. I think it gets easier as you tap into how you want to show up, how you want to show up authentically, Mm -hmm. irrespective of others' expectations of you. 
For yeah, sure. I agree. For sure. Now, one thing that really struck me was the number of episodes you have generated. Mm. You have a, just about an episode every single day. Yep, seven, okay. seven a week. The fact that you do have a community of support as well as a team, I would think that that would make that process work for you. Yes. No, I do not believe anybody is self-made. I didn't create this microphone, so I'm not self-made. I didn't create the car. I didn't create this home I live in. None of that did not create any of that. So what we do is a lot of through support that we have an amazing team. That is it. Yes, I'm out here doing this. Alan's building business. Awesome. But we have an amazing team who helps us and it's because they're part of the mission. They believe in the mission. Most of our team, Jeanette, started as podcast listeners, which is amazing because it it comes full circle and they've been clients. They were clients in the past and now they're on the team. So yeah, we have a wonderful community, a wonderful team. I really believe we have the best community in the world. I really do. There's very little ego. That's not how it works. There's very little ego because the lead Leadership doesn't have, of course we have ego, but we try to control it as much as humanly possible. And it's not built. I can appreciate that. I was talking with Daniel Blue out of Las Vegas, and he talked about how his leadership has changed and developed over time as he became more of an entrepreneur and understood his role as a leader and how to more authentically lead by being generous, you know, with information. So I wanted to ask you the same question. When you started five or six years ago, what are some of the ways you evolved over time that has positioned you to be the leader you are today? That's a wonderful question. And this was a hard, this was really hard for me. I tried to stop saving everyone, really. In the beginning, it was, if you reached out to me, I would spend the entire night talking to you. Like to to my own detriment, losing sleep, staying up all night. I had to understand that, and this is also weird for me to say, my time doing certain things is more valuable because I can help more people in that given time. That is one of the biggest shifts I've made. I started this journey with very low self-worth and I would let people walk all over me. I would let people disrespect me, disrespect my time, disrespect my value, really. That's been the biggest thing is understanding I am a valuable human who can add value to other people's lives. But unless I treat myself that way, nobody will treat me that way. And then that carries on to how do you build self-worth in other humans if you don't have self-worth in your in yourself? So now that I've gone through that journey, I have a very good eye on, I can tell you have low self-worth and you're not valuing yourself. Let me help you through that with my own experience. That's been one of the, one of the most challenging parts. And I think the other challenging part just candidly is giving people difficult feedback. I don't like it. I hate it. I feel bad when I do it, but now I actually believe and I understand that's probably what's most valuable in the long run. As long as you can do it in a gentle, affirming way, some of the hardest feedback I've ever gotten has also helped me the most. So I think that's one of the things that I've really tried to lean into is I can be your friend. I can be friend Kevin, but I also have to be leader Kevin who knows what's best in this regard. And I want to help you get to where you ultimately said you want to get. That's, that's why you're here. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the next chapter experience. If you have already subscribed, rated and left a review or shared this podcast with a friend, many, many thanks. For questions, comments, or feedback, reach out to me at Jeanette Lissette at nextchapterexperience.com. We'll be back with more conversations, so until then, keep that fire burning.